2: No purchase necessary. VGW Group, voyage prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
1: Guys, this is Succession. This is HBO. If you don't want to hear me talking about Logan Roy talking about, <laughs> then don't listen to this. There are bad language words in this show. Hello? And welcome back to the fucking Pirates episode of Slate Money Succession. Yes, we can say that word on this show. Um, I am Felix Salmon of Axios. I'm here with my colleague Emily Peck. Hello, hello. I'm here with Elizabeth Spires. Hello. And we have the best person to talk about succession, Claire Malone. Welcome.
3: Hi, good to be here.
1: Claire, introduce yourself. Who are you?
3: Um, I'm a staff writer at The New Yorker covering media and politics.
0: Oh yes
1: and and what you and what you do is you just media gossip, which is basically <laughs> all we do on this show. So um this was intense, man. this was a very complex piece of filmmaking. Uh, my wife, I have to say, loved it. she couldn't stop talking about how wonderful she thought the acting was. um Emily. Can you give me, like, the TLDR, just give me the 30-minute the, the catch-up of, like, try and explain what happened in this episode? Because it was complicated.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll give you the 30-second catch-up. That's probably more like a minute. So, the first episode of this season, I came out here on this podcast, and I was like, this is great. All the kids are together. They're united. They're the Rebel Alliance, <laughs> as they're told by Connor in this episode. This is the episode where that all falls apart and falls to shit, and basically Logan warms his way back and breaks up the team that that would be my tldr he he
1: the the sheep that he separates from the flock is roman roman
0: yes and i would also say he he separates roman by the end roman is like going to be the new leader the new of sid. atn the new sid but the mistake he also makes is giving tom that divorce advice which sets shiv off on this like on the notion that she has to bust up the Gojo deal. If he hadn't done that, if he hadn't screwed with her divorce, the Gojo deal prob I mean, by the conceit of the show, the Gojo deal would have went through and it would have been fine. But no, she had to sort of like get back at her father for that, you know? We,
1: we open this episode with Shiv going outside in some upstate New York no- location um, to take a call, being told that all of the lawyers... All of the divorce lawyers in New York have been conflicted out, and we get this incredible facial expression from her where she's just like absolutely furious. And we're like, "Okay, someone is going to wind up cut."
3: And then she gets on the gets on the horn with Sandy, female Sandy.
1: See, I love how Sandy and Stewie just became Sandy and Stewie, but a different Sandy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I like them as comic relief a little bit in this episode. Yeah, just like. Vultures, basically, trying to get a little um, bit extra money.
3: I was thinking in the first episode that
0: uh,
3: Carl and Jerry and why am I forgetting the name? Frank. And Frank have also become like, you know, in the Shakespearean tragedy, they're sort of like the clowns. Like they're kind of always like grouped together now. (laughs) And they're like, I mean, they're doing they're doing real things, but they're also they become more side characters Mm -hmm. who are doing who are being goofy.
1: Yeah. yeah, and we're getting interesting parents. It's like Carl and Frank always, like, are always seen next to each other. Now we get Jerry and Hugo are suddenly like, <laughs> hanging out, giggling at Carrie's audition tape.
0: Oh, Carrie's audition tape. So bad. Wow. <laughs> Poor Carrie. Does she not know it's bad? That's my question. Everyone wants to break the news to her that it's bad, but... I don't think Will she When you do does. something, she's, she's, really? she's
4: very, she's, well, she walks around very confident after she does it even though everybody's whispering about her behind oh, her back. Yeah. And she seems confused when Greg tries to sit down with her and explain diplomatically that she, she needs
1: work. Ah, uh, the Greg diplomacy.
0: <laughs> the TV arms. My arms? Oh, the TV arms.
1: TV arms. <laughs> <laughs> so, we should yeah, talk about like the the sort of business conceit yeah. of this show.
0: Yes, let's get serious. Which
1: is that Sandy and Stewie want more money for Waystar Royko from Gojo, and they think that Gojo is underpaying, and the if they just showed a little bit more cojones or backbone, or whatever you want to call it, then they could extract more money out of out of Gojo, which they then have to persuade the kids to get on board because otherwise they don't have remotely enough votes at board level. Um, that pans out as a um, as, as a motivation for Sandy and Stewie since they're like passive shareholders and they just want to maximize their ROI. Um, it seems pretty obvious that, you know, the kids are getting... A billion dollars each. If they get 1.1 billion dollars each, you know, it's like they're not going to. It's it's not such a big deal for them. So if they are going to vote against the deal, it's not what they keep on saying, which is this is just money. It's just a sensible financial decision. Like clearly, it's not. Clearly, they need their own re- their own sort of personal, familial, Shakespearean. Like the whole theme of the show reasons. is like
3: what is business and what is an emotional decision, and it's yes. all get, right. it all gets mixed up.
1: And, and the scene which I think really sort of stuck with me the most was when Kendall gets that phone call from what's his face at Gojo.
3: The Swede. All they, they all just kept on saying you want to
4: squeeze the, Madsen? the Swede. Matson. Matson. Yeah.
1: Matson. That's his name. Um, Kendall gets the, uh, a call from Matson. And Madison is very clear. He's like, you know, I am not going to pay anymore. If you want to try and negotiate this up, I will go away. And he doesn't do that in a way that seems like um, he's bluffing. It seems like he's telling the truth. And immediately, Kendall's like, okay, now I'm going to start negotiating upwards, which basically says to me that Kendall wants this deal to fall apart. He does not want this deal to happen. Consciously and this, or
3: subconsciously? Well,
1: consciously. Because um, where we left season three was with the three kids desperately trying to make the deal not happen and then being overruled by their dad. Now Kendall has realized that this is a way for him to get what he wanted at the end of season three, Ooh. which is for the deal to not happen.
3: Interesting. And then he can come back, f- find a way back into the...
1: Or whatever. Like the point, the point is that like when we – somewhere between the end of season three and the beginning of season four, the kids kind of came to peace with this idea that the company was going to be sold. They were all going to become millionaires, and they should just have wind up having to do something else. But clearly they – at least – well, not clearly, but at least in my reading, Kendall hasn't come to peace with that. And he would still rather not do the so deal. So you
4: think he's like an internal saboteur? Yeah. yeah, there was also some tension with Matson in the last season where they weren't getting along, and I think there was some ego issue there, too. You know, he didn't like being bullied by Matson, and the tone that Matson was using with him in that call was very much, you know, putting Kendall in his place.
0: That's how I read it, as Kendall just being like, well, no, I just want to fuck this guy over, kind of <laughs> like. I, I didn't think of him, Kendall having any strategic long game and trying to bust up the deal. It was more like, I'm just trying to mess with Mattson and prove to him that I can or something. You can't bully me.
1: But you are absolutely right that Shiv's motivations are clear. She's just yeah. really annoyed about the divorce tactics on totally. Tom.
0: Well, she brings it up like three, two or three other times in the show. She she uses it to to tell Roman, to get Roman on her side. She's like, look what dad did to me. And I think she, again, in the big scene at the end of the show, she brings it up again. like. Yeah, she, and also she clearly gets really upset. Speaking of the acting, like her nostrils start flaring, and she looks. Doesn't she get so like yeah. emotional? Yeah, she also
4: draws a parallel between the way her dad treated their mom, and mm. where in, the, in this analogy Shiv is being treated the same way as one of the, the divorce the attorneys. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, and talking about how Logan treats his ex-wife, <gasps> I
0: know what you're going to say. Say it. He institutionalized Connor's mom? He put her away? He locked her up? That's what they said. That's what they said? Yeah. Where is this woman? I, when I was,
3: okay, yeah, that's the first time. The whole, like, Connor, the Connor of it all towards the end, I was like, (sighs) yeah, we. oh, wow. We have
1: never never heard about Connor's mom, but, like, is Connor's mom going to turn up at the wedding?
3: I also was wondering, I was like, what's the sort of, um, because they're always kind of making allusions to real world things, and I was like, what is this? Because, like, Mm. Rupert's first wife wasn't, like, Around, like she was like a, all I know is that she was like a stewardess, an airline stewardess when they first met. But I don't really know what happened to her. What I did think of was like Shelly Miskovich, like yes. the, the Scientology lady. I was like, oh, what's like what's going on? Because it felt very Victorian, like you institutionalized her. Yes. But the Connor of it all was so. I think this episode and the first episode of the season, like R- Roman, has become a little bit of the voice of business reason. Like if Shiv and Kendall are acting emotionally. Roman, who's who's had a lot of interactions with Madsen, right? He feels like he kinda has his temperature mm-hmm. is sort of saying, like, No, I know this. Like But yeah. you know?
1: Roman has that, that line mm-hmm. where he says to series. So we vote yes tomorrow and we all make billions of dollars or we vote for your cool shit and dad disinherits us entirely. He's like <laughs> he's he's kind of understood the stakes here in a way yeah. that the other ones but haven't. Totally.
3: Yeah. And what's we so I think the shift if you look at the the arc of the series, the shift of Shiv and Roman to me, they've kind of completely switched places in my brain to where yeah, yeah. Shiv started out, off as sort of, like, the sympathetic figure and Roman was just, like, absolutely out there, like, disgusting.
1: Yeah, he was the fuck-up and she was the one who was apparently good at business.
3: And now they've, they've totally switched where I feel sort of sympathy both from a practical level and an emotional level for Roman because he's sort of trying to be sensible about the business stuff, empathetic to Connor in his time of need. And Shiv, I mean, last episode, Shiv basically, like, Said she was getting divorced to kind of seal a business deal. Like mm-hmm. I felt like she was wavering before that Nan Pierce conversation, and then she was like, "No, I'm getting divorced." You know, and I, like I feel like she's sort sort of totally sold her soul to be part of the the family. That I've just seen like a, a role reversal. Like I find Shiv
4: very off putting. I think
1: that's right. We have we have some very interesting, genuine like character arcs going on. Yeah, here.
4: interesting. I, I think there's been foreshadowing though about Roman. Coming into this more serious role since season one, though he has this glib, superficial, you know, surface personality thing, but then there are moments where he's the voice of reason, even even from the beginning. Uh, but they're just escalating now, and I think this is where he finally gets peeled off from the other siblings. Yeah, yeah.
0: Totally. He hasn't been. Shiv's been betrayed, like in the first or second season, when her father says she's going to run the company and then takes it back. And then in the last season, when Tom, you know, sells her out to her father, so she's been like betrayed twice. So I feel like she's lost. She's lost her ability to love and trust. Yeah. And I don't think Roman. <laughs> I don't think Roman has. And we know Connor pretends he doesn't need love anymore, but he
1: well, does. what do we make of he that does. amazing monologue from Connor, which is like, "My superpower is that I don't need love."
0: It, it's telling on himself. He 100% needs love. Like he begged Willa to marry him, and he's so relieved when he gets home and she's in the bed. He, he does, it. but he, he's also correct whenever
4: he calls the other siblings. He says, You're all love sponges. Yeah. You're, you're all needy love sponges. And, and you, because he, he's not wrong. You know, and in some way, there are each of them, you know, a lot of the decisions that they're making are really built around whether they want to screw over Logan or get him to. Love them, <laughs> yes,
0: yes. And he says, and was that the first time on the show he's Logan has ever said I love you to the kids? Because he said I don't recall him saying it before. That's a good
3: question. I feel like he's maybe said it before. But what was so interesting to me about the whole setting of him saying I love you is that there was an obvious business purpose yeah, for sitting there and saying it. So like maybe he meant it, but also like, well, we he'd been have forced into a corner. Yeah, to we say it. we
1: have him, you know, finding out about. The kids talking to Sandy and Stewie, and he's sitting in some conference room at ATN. And Carrie's like, "Do you want me to shout, phone them up, and shout at them?" And he's like, "And he, you can see the wheels turning." And he's like, "No, this one, I need to be a bit more subtle and delicate about this <laughs>
3: one. I need to go so to a karaoke that, that, so, place." <laughs> so
1: that was that was subtle and delicate, Logan, that we saw there. You know, trying to trying to meet them on 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 their ground in in that uncomfortable karaoke spot where. You know, Connor had recently been trying to sing a Leonard Cohen song. Oh my Incredible. gosh, the Leonard Cohen was <laughs> oh so <my> good. God.
0: <laughs> it's a good song. He was doing okay.
1: Was Connor so ha- Connor has a better singing voice than Kendall.
0: Oh, yes. Although
4: yes. was Kendall's wasn't terrible. He could like, <laughs> but it's also such a nice touch to have. You know, Connor say something like. I want to go to karaoke. I've seen it in movies. Yes. And it, it's, his life is so far removed from any normal persons that just... No, well, not like, normal, you know normal
1: people who, like, sweat with their hands and bleed from their... What was that? That was my, that was my quote to the,
4: you know, I want a real bar with chicks and guys who work with their hands and sweat from their hands and have blood in their hair. <laughs> <laughs> So good. So drink good.
1: Belgian vice beer, but not hogan. <laughs> no, no, Gordon, that was a
3: great line. That was a great. Line.
0: He's wonderful.
3: I I did like that the, the the episode ended with Connor getting another dimension. Like he's and that and Alan Ruck is such a good actor because he is he's he's Craven and in, in a way too as like all the other siblings are, but he is sweet, right? We have all the details of him like taking the kids on a fishing trip when Logan yeah. wouldn't like being, you know being actually a good older brother and like putting up with a lot of abuse from them.
0: My theory is that he had a few years of normalcy with parents. Yeah. He, yeah. There was, must have been a few years where they weren't super billionaire rich family and bef- Before, before his, his
1: mother was institutionalized. <laughs> his mother was
0: sent away. Oh, my God. And also was, I want to note um, the turnaround of Willa, who in season one, everyone was like, she's basically a prostitute and we won't talk to her, to now where Kendall is saying Connor you're not doing better than Willa. Yeah. Like they're like, N- no, this is as good as I it mean the, for you. the
1: three kids who are, we always always just talk of as the three kids because we always forget Connor. The yeah. three kids are still incredibly rude to Connor. Yes, right. And Roman is talking about Willa finding some like you know young dick, and, <laughs> and I think at one point he calls him totus scrotus. Yes,
0: he does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Connor, um, you're absolutely right about this. Claire is now. At least elevated to the level of like he gets some good lines from the writers' room, mm. you know, where he's like, "I'm a plant that grows on rocks and feasts on insects that grow inside me." It's like...
4: <laughs> <laughs> and all the kids are like, "Whoa!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely more than like what we had last episode, where he's like, "You know, I'm afraid if I go below below one percent, I'll be a laughingstock." Right.
0: Yeah, it was good too. I like that
3: too. <laughs> but also wait, also Connor snitched. I mean, Connor was yeah. like yeah. Connor's the reason why Logan ends up
1: in the in the karaoke sport. room. So yeah. I also
3: was like, oh, Connor's like everyone's kind of showing their motivations here, right? Like the pe- the characters who were behind the scenes, like Carrie. Oh, now we know what Carrie wants. Carrie wants to be on TV. We know Connor needs more money for the campaign, so he like wants to he wants the deal to go through. I kind of liked that there was a little bit of like Connor, Connor like lightly getting into play.
1: Let's have a quick ad break and then talk about Kerry and whether it makes any sense that she wants to be on TV.
0: Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and... 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply.
4: Hello, I'm Imi Harper. On the slow newscast from Tortoise, I tell the story of how a Hong Kong billionaire was silenced.
1: I got bombs thrown into my house. I got people came here, ransacked my computer. And I, I got people fractured me. I got this and that. But I'm safe.
4: And what it reveals about the freedoms Hong Kong no longer enjoys. Listen to Hong Kong's Rebel Billionaire on the Slow Newscast wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
1: So as the media reporter, Claire, can you, does does this idea that Kerry wants to be on TV strike you as remotely plausible? Like she has this unbelievably powerful de facto number two position at the top of ATN. She's in all the meetings. She gets to, you know, shout at anyone she wants. And she's like, no, I want to like demote myself 18 levels to become an anchor.
3: It is very strange. Also, she's, I mean, how old do we think Kerry is? She's not like a
1: young like, young woman. Late twenties, I would say. I think she's in
0: her thirties. I think early thirties.
3: Yeah. Cause that's so I was also like, you know, she's not like she's not like a young bumpkin. Like she's um and also like to become to become a Fox News personality, like T V news is so you gotta go up through the farm leagues. you gotta yeah. do local news, you have to like present yourself. Um also weirdly, I've I noticed because of Carrie's audition tape. I was like there's not a lot of blondes they're all i mean shiv is obviously like the strawberry blonde exception but a lot of the women like you know it's it's a lot of you know brunettes like there's not a lot of i guess wait on
0: atn yeah like that's weird have we, weird. See, have that's we very seen unfossed. a lot of
3: maybe i'm maybe i'm like not recalling this well but i was also struck by like carrie has like blunt across bangs and like brown hair and there was just something very c-sweet about her look and not like be on TV, you know? She's she's kind of the the look even was off to me. Like she looked strange in a pink dress.
1: She she's always looked strange, right? That haircut is deliberately Strange on some mm-hmm.
0: level. Yeah. yeah, it's very harsh and yeah. severe.
1: And not TV anchor. It's not, yeah. it's not <laughs> no. like some like classic TV blow dry.
0: I mean, first start. I think if you're a TV anchor, and I don't cover media, but I think you have to be able to read clearly off a cue card. And she did it. It was so funny. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't think it's. Pl- <laughs> I don't think it's plausible. I think probably Logan knows it's not plausible. He knows.
0: Yeah. That was. Oh, his conversation with Tom where he doesn't say that you know you and he need just, to tell he Carrie kind of raises they just an like, eyebrow. look at each other <laughs> that was incredible i was yeah. like would i get this message i don't know like i, know. I need to be told things and when when
3: the uh, <laughs> when the kids say to her you've had your betrayal cherry popped you know and she <laughs> that was like a, that was a great that was a great bit of like sort of facial acting from her but i i am kind of curious about the writers room decision to do like why not elevate her to more of like the advisor track instead of but but do because the, because,
1: because we the, already have you know the Frank and Jerry and like yeah, adding another person at that level doesn't
3: Also help. wait but if they're rejiggering ATN to be uh more like fucking pirates like and Carrie obviously didn't react well to <laughs> to
0: Greg's uh Feedback.
1: What, what's she going to do to maybe, him if
0: the focus group doesn't exist? Peel him like a string cheese?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take him apart like a human string cheese, which you did kind of think, well, he is a human string cheese. <laughs> that's, a,
0: that's a good line. But
3: maybe she could still find a way to maneuver herself onto the new ATN. Like maybe the storyline really isn't
4: yeah, I thought going thought Maybe away. part of the, the plot point that she wanted to be on TV and then would be sort of humiliated by her own performance was a way of knocking her down a peg. Because she sort of, w- without really establishing it very much, much became an advisor to Logan and you know sort of tries to punch above her weight a mm-hmm. lot in a way that's a little bit grating so when Greg confronts her and it's it feels awkward to hear him confront her you know she says she dismisses him entirely partly because he's Greg but also because she thinks that she has a better handle on what Logan wants than anybody else
1: well i i think she at least when we saw her in episode 1 like really controlling the birthday party had definitely stepped into the role that we that Marsha had in season one. Yeah.
3: Right? Yes.
1: And no one has had that job. No one's had that kind of um spouse slash business partner partner position. Yeah. And and Carrie's yeah, and this is why I'm like, that is that is a great job to have if you're Carrie. It does not make sense that you want to be talent.
0: No. Yeah.
3: You have you have so much less power. Like now you're putting yourself at the mercy of the underlings that you and, and
1: it was Kerry, by the way, who had that amazing line last last episode about, oh, Marsha's gone shopping in Milan <laughs> forever. Forever.
0: <laughs> All the women just disappearing. I know. Ooh, it's really true.
1: I, I was very sad that Marsha didn't come back because I loved Marsha so much. And like, I yes. really, after season one, I was like, please bring back Marsha. But um, I am happy that Sid is back because Sid is amazing. Well, we I haven't really seen long. much of her yet
0: but well, we don't know how long she's back. We if have she gets to dig inspired. in. We have to dig in now to the visit to ATN. Oh yes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Logan's like Henry V moment.
0: <laughs> yes, he gets up on the boxes which um I remember when Rupert Murdoch took over the journal, I was there and he also stood on the boxes. It was it's a like classic the same Rupert thing. thing. It was yeah, a 100% Total Murdoch Rupert thing. Yeah. Um yeah, and he gets up and he I was like, yeah, Logan, yeah. Like, I was into it. If I had been in the newsroom, I would have been like, yeah, I'm a pirate. So spicy. Like, so true. We didn't get that news. I'm going to make them turn around in their cars or whatever he said. I love that the boxes also made Logan exactly Tom's height. (laughs) (laughs) Tom stand next
1: to him. It's lucky Greg wasn't there. He would have towered over both of them. Uh,
0: I loved it because it it was like just as media people, you know, you get the business guy stands up and he's like, we're up. What did you say? We're up. 5% Five percent for the quarter, or something like that. Three percent, week on week in the like, demo. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. fifteen. <laughs> it was need, perfect. It was so good. And Logan understood like that. No one is motivated by this or cares. Um,
3: and the real life parallel of that is after Fox sells to Disney, oh. Rupert spends. Rupert ends up sp- and Roger Ailes leaves Fox in a, in a in a cloud of that we all remember. I think Rupert then. When they when they spin the two companies away from each other, Fox News, Fox and um, News Corp, I think Rupert ended up spending a lot of time at Fox News after Ailes left. Mm-hmm. So when yeah, he says yeah, Ru- like I'm going to be here," yeah. like I think that that's supposed to be You're like ab- Rupert post Ailes. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Like
1: r- um, the the replacement for Roger Ailes was Rupert, Rupert Murdoch, Brader, which everyone was incredibly happy about.
0: Yeah, but he, yeah, it didn't seem to have much make much of a difference in the run up to 2020 or anything. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean, you know, on some level, Rupert can do things that no one else can do, right? When, when, um, when Logan gets up on his pieces of paper and says, and and says, like, you know, I want us to be reporting the stuff that no one else is willing to report, and basically gives not just the green light, but an order to go, you know, and push those like journalistic ethical envelopes and to, you know, blow them up to smithereens, we're fucking pirates. Like, that is, you know, he does it in a really compellingly charismatic way and he does it in a way that, like, if Sid said that, it wouldn't work. You need to be Logan in order to do that.
0: Right. Give people permission to uh, say the spicy stuff. The fucking pirates line, I just, like, cackled. That was the one. It's not even,
3: like, it's not, like, the cleverest line, but just the delivery. I was like, this, this is... Such a funny moment. And also to bring the media reporting back in, my mind right now is so in the Dominion trial, Fox trial that's going to start in two weeks. Right. And so much of this to me was, you know, after the insurrection happened in January 2021 and some, you know, Fox Fox was some, you know, some reporters were sort of saying like, this is what really happened. Here's yeah. the truth. And now we know through all these through all the discovery in this lawsuit, that the executives were freaking out about ratings and saying we need to offer them comfort food. To me, this is kind of like what Fox actually did after January 6th, which is like, just like lean more into the hardcore, like Tucker became more and more Tucker, more and more right wing. Like when when Logan says we're going to be fucking pirates and it's going to be spicy, I think that's sort of meant to be like the the new era of Fox News. Also, who's the... Who's the Candidate now for the GOP, the the, the young Nazi,
0: racist guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I
3: can't remember his name. It's it sounded like it's like not mengele but it's yeah, it was like <laughs> it that. like it, yeah. or something. Mencken. Mencken. Yes. But Menken is like you know the sort of like neo-Nazi guy, mm-hmm. and they were gonna. I think they're sort of gonna try to remake ATN in that. That model, and he's going to
0: bring Roman in,
3: and, and he's Roman, bring Roman in. Had, so so, kind so he of does discovered
1: have discovered
0: Mencken in yeah. a way,
1: and he does have yeah. So Roman has fascist tendencies, you know, Lachlan. <laughs> <and, laughs> <laughs> no, I mean seriously, yeah, L- no, no, yeah. that's
3: definitely the yeah. So the
1: the Rupert Rupert is to Roman, so Rupert is to Lachlan as Logan is to Roman, because
3: Lachlan is supposedly more much
1: right, more right wing, Kendall, yeah. Kendall, is to Roman, no. Like the the it's the it's the Rupert Lucklin relationship, right? Oh, I Where see. Rupert okay. Rupert is slightly more realistic. Like he supports Tony Blair if that's gonna do him well in the UK. Whereas Id, whereas Lucklin is like the actual right wing true believer. Yes. Um, and what you have at the end is Logan really understanding the news business and saying to Robin and saying to Roman, "You are not Pierce." You know, you can buy Piers, yeah. but this is not you. This just does not fit with who you are. And you, what's the actual word he uses? He's, he's like, you, you're you not Pierce. Smart people know what they are.
4: Yeah.
1: And he's like, if you come here and you take over the newsroom and, like, I can see that pirate in you, because there, there is an element of pirate to Roman, right? Totally. Um, clearly, um, Roman is a better fit at ATN than he, than he would be at Pierce. And what is also obvious is that Logan understands TV news, he understands TV journalists, he understands how to get them up and motivate them. Meanwhile, you know, we have that scene at the beginning of the episode, where Kendall's watching PGN oh and God. saying, a show about politics called Inside Baseball? How fucking confusing is that? <laughs> <laughs> and like, none of them have a clue. And he's like, we, let's, let's do like, sub-Saharan East and sub-Saharan West. And like, they're all morons and like, you know, all they can come up with is Substack meets Masterclass meets The Economist meets New Yorker, right? They can't come <laughs> up with anything smart. They have no idea how to commit news, mm-hmm. especially not on a sort of for-profit basis. And Logan is in his blood. He knows how to do it.
0: And it's the yeah. Fox News. There's From his quote, he said, um, so spicy, so true. Something everyone knows but no one says because they're too fucking lily-livered, that's like yeah. say the racist thing. That's what that means to me. But it's
1: also the classic Nick Denton thing, right? He's like, mm-hmm. I want Gorka to be the stuff that everyone says in the bar after yes. work.
0: Yes, yes. And look where that got him, too. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> For 14 years, it went pretty well. Pretty well. <laughs> Legend.
1: It worked until yes. it didn't. Yeah. But
0: that's what that was the message when, when Logan said it. That's all I was thinking was just like, oh, the permission to be racist, basically.
1: Right, which is actually what the new york post is doing right now you know if it, like the, the new york post has gone full like anti-trans and like really sort of like weird right now
3: there is like yeah i mean i was watching that again i was thinking like what is the conservative media turned into during the biden years and it's like everything is now hooked to that's woke so like when Silicon Valley Bank fell apart, they were like, it's the diversity, equity, and inclusion people's fault. Like, Silicon Valley, Valley Bank was like, you know, a, a, a victim of wokeism, not like wait, the wait, actual wait, wait, technical this, explanation. So, With its <laughs>
1: executive team who was all white men, but yeah.
3: <laughs> but I feel like, 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 to me, that's what I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of what Fox does or like what these other conservative satellite channels and networks do. It's like everything is about, like, is sort of the knee-jerk... Uh, contrarian argument and that's what atn's thing is going to be it's like yeah. the mainstream thing is that here's the thing that is like a little bit a little bit funny right like like tr- like trump is actually a little bit funny when he's you know on one that's i think what they're kind of aiming for
1: the um the line at the beginning that foreshadows this weirdly is roman when he's talking to the his his two siblings about what they're going to do with PGN, and he says, "Prime time, we go full Clockwork Orange." <laughs> Which, like, you don't go full Clockwork Orange on PGN, but you totally can on ATN. Like, that would work, right? And that's actually what Fox does, right? In prime time, they go full Clockwork. That's that's um, what's his face with the bow tie, Tucker. Tucker, yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: What's his face with the bow tie?
3: <laughs> yeah, Tucker's. Um,
1: He's gone full Clockwork Orange. Oh, t-
3: uh, yeah, and like you know, texting with Lachlan, you know.
1: We should have another break, but when we come back, I want to talk about this Gojo deal and whether it's going to happen, and basically, what is coming up for the rest of this season.
3: Well, I want to ask about the like the deal, like our prediction for the deals and everything. Like, what happens with if Gojo drops out? If, the, if that deal falls apart? Yeah. And Kendall's maybe to go with your theory, Felix. Like Kendall's maybe like working to, to sabotage it from within. What happens with the Pierce sale? Like what? Like well, There's no Pierce sale. So clearly. so everything is just kind of like we're we're back to the original yeah, season we're, one. We're, yeah, like, season
1: one, episode one. We're back. Right. Like, we're
3: kind of clearing the slate no, a little bit. Is that what this no. moment? <laughs> is that? But is that what this moment supposed to be? No. It's so kind one, of like,
1: one of the one of the thing one of my sort of overarching theses about Succession. Is that nothing ever actually happens? Like, like, yeah, my like season two. When we start season two, the big cliffhanger is like, there's this proxy battle, and who's going to win the proxy battle? When we end season two, the big cliffhanger is there's this proxy battle, and who's going to win the (laughs) proxy battle? Like the like the the actual corporate stuff that happens in Succession is almost. Nothing. There's a lot of talk about we're going to buy Pierce, we're going to sell to Gojo, we're going to have you know we're going to lose the proxy ballot battle to Stewie, but like, it nothing ever well, actually happens. But Logan's going to die.
3: I mean, I haven't seen any more of the episodes, but this is well, my he's prediction. Not he's going to step down voluntarily. Yeah, he's There's like, <laughs> you know, you've got a musing about mortality on episode one, and if like if the only way anything is going to change is if to me it's like if this guy goes, aw- yeah, like goes is, away. Yeah, which is I think
1: I think nothing's going to change. I think we we're, we're going to end without any fundamental change to the corporate structure of anything. Um, <laughs> although I have to share I fully
0: disagree.
4: I have you, to share I you. have to
1: share the um, all right. What what do you think we're going to actually have an event is going to happen?
0: Well, I I believe I've heard the show's creator, tell me his name.
1: Jesse Armstrong? Jesse? Jesse
0: Armstrong. I believe has said we can't call the show Succession and not have it pay off. I yeah. someone has said that. So I think it's going to pay off somehow. I feel like they put a lot of work into setting up this ATN spinoff, especially in this episode. So it would be weird to me if that doesn't happen. And it seems like I don't haven't done the vote. I don't, I haven't whipped the votes, so I don't know how many (laughs) votes are needed. But um, it it does seem like Roman's not going to vote. You know, he's going to vote with his father. So well, there
1: was that last board meeting, you know, with the no confidence vote where Roman puts his hand
0: back down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I kind of feel like maybe the Gojo sailed. Does happen? I'm not. We don't have to bet money Well, in the on credits, it. but we, You know we how should. in the
3: credits it used to be there was like an ATN anchor like talking on TV. Yeah. Now in the credits, there's a little phone with like an app, like <gasps> a streaming <gasps> app. So I'm like, Ooh, oh, well, maybe yeah, the yeah, season yeah. is all about like the streaming app. Again, that's the
4: credits.
2: Who knows?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, good. I, I should I should jump in here and and talk about my my favorite theory about what happens in this season, which I got from a certain. Eighth um, Avenue Kitchen Appliance on Twitter, which, um, <laughs> which, which is that none of the three kids are Roman's biological children.
0: Logan's biological children. Right. What, what, wait. What? what? If they if they
1: find out that like
3: <laughs> that's like Days of Our Lives meets. Succession. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually his twins. So wait. So who's like. Who's are they? <laughs> They're just like people like he random. Just...
1: And that that's like that gives that gives Logan the ability to just like disinherit a lot of them basically.
0: I think he dies. That's wild. I theory. think he dies and that's like so I wild. listen
3: I listened to the last episode and when Jim Stewart mentioned or maybe you you guys mentioned at the end the like the theory of what could pot- potentially happen when Rupert dies. And mm-hmm. like okay, if this season is building towards yes the deal but also like a, an election like what mm. if things get too crazy at ATN and the siblings decide like we can't let I guess Roman run it in this crazy way we're going to try to take it over and turn it more Pierce I don't know like something about the mm. like does does anything get too crazy on ATN and like a like will there be a January 6th type incident
1: mm. maybe Naomi Pierce takes over ATN
3: Naomi Pierce <laughs> I, man <laughs> Like Kendall's Maybe. personal life, like what happens? I, I just there's so many loose ends that I'm kind of like, how are they going to tie all this up for me? In
0: yeah, did they ever actually break up? It just sort of petered out or something. After I can't that remember a party. Fiasco? I can't remember. Yeah, how did it end? He like yells. He... I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember.
1: I'm oh sure. oh oh um, Kendall and Naomi. Yeah, how did they? Yeah, end? they they just you know fizzled. Roman. Is he actually divorced now? I mean, Kendall. Is he divorced now? Or is he, like, in the process of getting divorced? Oh,
3: yeah. He's, I think he's divorced. divorced. He
1: is divorced. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Kendall might die. Sorry. I shouldn't, like, I, I should stick to the episode, <laughs> but now I'm just thinking, like, I feel like someone has to, like, this show has toyed so much with, like, Kendall's life Yeah. that I kind of feel like something happens with either Kendall or Logan.
1: But like, in a Deus ex machina kind of way, but the, but the immediate question is like what happens tomorrow because we have um Logan saying that he wants to jet off to meet Madsen with Roman yeah. um and also you know on Connor's wedding day, like Connor, come on, are you really going to schedule your wedding day for come the day tomorrow. the deal's supposed to close?
4: <laughs> do we think anything's going to happen with Connor's presidential bid?
2: Like Especially given if, if, <laughs>
4: no, but if ATN goes in this direction, where you know it, it does seem to be building toward an electoral oh, yeah. scenario, there, there is I literally no way. Oh. Like,
1: remember how Connor keeps on trying to persuade Logan to like you know support him mm. on ATN, and Logan's just like, "You are a fucking yeah, doofus." No. There's no way. No,
0: you are not serious, people.
1: You no. are not serious, people. Devast- exactly, tr- true,
4: true, and <laughs> devastating.
0: Truer words. Wait, so so.
3: The the episode ends with with Logan saying he's gonna delay the vote, right? Or is and that so they're gonna go basically calm Madsen down. Delaying
0: the vote though, that's I don't think Madsen's gonna like that, and he didn't even call me, you know. (laughs) 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 He called everyone else. He (laughs) He was buttering him up, right? When he says like all the people I respect don't get enough sleep, sleep." I was like, he doesn't respect Kendall. Come on, he's just he's just trying to flatter him.
1: But he's also, like, sitting there in his nightshirt being a little bit, like, up late at night. Because remember, he's in, like, Italy, right? He's in his, like, it's villa ridiculous. in, yeah, in yeah, like, yeah. Como or whatever. Or he's in Sweden or wherever it is. Like, Gojo is a European company. And it's already, what is it, like, 10 p.m. or something at, yeah. in, in New York. So he's clearly just being insomniac at this point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, was this call strategic or was it just, like, unhinged a little bit? You know,
1: it was unhinged strategic
3: unhinged. I think it was too, because, like, isn't part of dealing with Madsen is like they're they're so used to dealing with like Wall Street types, mm. and he's a totally different tech type, but also weirdly unreadable in a way of like, is it strategic? Is it just like his odd affect? Is he Elon Musk? <laughs> is, he like,
4: is he like yeah, like he but, just but a Logan, narcissist? right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Logan is much is like openly rude about him um at this point, which is interesting because, like, you know, he wants to s- sell his company. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I think it's he not. thinks maybe. that
4: dealing with Matson is beneath him. He doesn't view him as a peer, and that's yeah, at least not the way that he does the Pierce's or you know more established.
0: Now I'm feeling like the deal's not going to go through.
4: I don't I think it to... will.
1: I really no, don't I'm think sta- it will. I'm
0: sticking with it. What I said.
4: You it's think good.
1: it is going to go through?
3: So what's then? What's the complication? For the rest of the season, if the deal goes, we're
1: there. only two episodes in. That's.
0: <laughs> There's lots of stuff to, to do and yeah. talk about. There's divorce drama. Okay,
1: so w- all right. First of uh, all, what
0: happens at ATN? Does the wedding happen tomorrow? Wow, I, I think yeah. Willa, yeah, she was in the bed. She's gonna go through with it. And right? but something
3: yeah. weird will happen. At, like, isn't it supposed to be like a spectacle in the in like at like the Statue of Liberty yeah, or I something? Feel,
1: I, yeah, yeah like, no. I feel like Will is not gonna put up with with that. She she's has a bit this of. Far.
3: It all feels so real.
1: (laughs) But Willa's—I think you know—Willa's beginning. Like, yeah, she's she's obviously having her like last-minute wobbles, which a lot of you know brides to be have and grooms to be. Like, that's you can't be jumping for
0: joy the whole time. (laughs) Incredible.
1: I mean, what's that? What's that wonderful line from from kind of Fuck, she's in the East River. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, she's on
3: the
0: bridge. Yeah, that was a great exchange between Connor and Shiv where he's like, it's a factory setting. And she's, It's not. Because <laughs> he's, you know, doing the fine my on his phone for her. It's it's not.
1: <laughs> but yeah, she, like, you know, she, she knows what to do. She just goes into the bathroom for 40 minutes, disappears off, has a few drinks in Williamsburg and comes back and prepares herself for the she, big day tomorrow.
3: She also got, I don't know if you guys noticed this, much more blonde mm-hmm. and much more, like, her aesthetic is much more political wife
0: now yes like she's, she's really looks le- looks they're really rich.
3: leaning into it you know yeah. like clothing wise yeah appearance wise
0: she looks like she fits in now that's what i was exactly. yeah that's trying to say before like she's like her arc is like fully converted to the billionaire side like she can't just walk away from this now. yeah M-
1: meanwhile like, like her
0: little friends on the stairs look so different from her you know capricious bags the, and the and big that,
1: yeah. like <laughs> i guess it's a rehearsal dinner is the yeah. night before the wedding right yeah. yeah is it seems to be willa her gaggle of female friends who went to the bathroom with her the three siblings who turned up late because the helicopter was canceled and connor and no one else just sitting at like one table in the middle of the four seasons <laughs> um and and like that's you know that's just like the the that shot of Connor sitting at that big circular table with no one else at the table, just feeling completely friendless and alone.
3: Where was yeah. Logan? Did Logan ever show up to that?
1: Did yeah, it? why didn't Logan show up to that? He just doesn't care, I guess.
0: Such yeah, a bummer. he wasn't there. He went to ATN instead?
4: Yeah, yeah he Roman reminds him that the wedding is the next day, and Logan's like, eh, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at ATN. By the way,
3: what was the thing, I, and I can't remember the line, where Tom is like, tell me every when Logan's like walking around the floor and Tom is like, tell me everything that he's doing, Greg, with his face. Um, and he's like, It's like if Jaw what is it? Like if Jaws It's like Jaws, it's, if
4: everyone in Jaws worked what, for Jaws.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's just terrifyingly moseying it looks as if Santa Claus was a hitman. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's just kind of walking around, but with a slight sense that he might kill someone.
3: Oh, and he and Logan when he's peering over the sh- the shoulder of one of the yeah um, the poor employees. He uses I I like like he basically calls him an apparatchik, but uses a better word for it. Stakavenite. Yes, yeah, Stakavenite. Yeah, I, I was,
0: was gonna was... ask what is what does that mean? Oh,
1: Stakavenite means um, basically. He's being sarcastic, right? Like a so
0: Soviet, like...
1: The the idea. The Soviet ideal was if this Stakhanovite worker, I think Stakhanov was this famous worker who was like, um, you know, could do the work of 100 men and that kind of thing. Um, and everyone needs to be a Stakhanovite and work very hard. And he's just like, he, all you're doing is drafting a single email and that's all you've been doing the whole time I'm here. You know, he's a fucking Stakhanovite over here. <laughs>
3: But it was funny because, like, Logan's so obviously displeased with ATN. Or maybe performatively performatively displeased, right? But right. then he gets up and makes the crazy speech, which is why it's such a good moment. Because you're like, he starts off as Jaws and he ends up as, like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it, it, is, it is very weird to me the way in which Logan veers wildly from, like, almost dead and or, like, having his sort of kinglier, like, yeah. you know, UTI Episode to being, you know, to being like, as I say, like Henry V and being like this great leader of men and incredible, charismatic, you know, only competent person. And I do feel like that's a hard act for the show to pull off. Like they can't quite work out whether he's mentally all there or not. He clearly was in this episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like a back and forth. And then, yeah, he's got to die by the end, right? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like they got to pay that off. Someone has to die.
3: <laughs> like in every great T V show, someone has to die. Someone has to die. It's just like how are they it's to me it's more how many episodes? Like twelve episodes? Ten. It's like ten? Okay. Are they gonna have like a Sopranos esque ending? Is it gonna be sounds like he wants to make it more satisfying, like a more
0: I hope it's a little bit fan service. I don't want Sopranos ending. But I don't need it to be six feet under and literally everyone die. Yeah. Did I, I just think it'll be, six feet I under think
3: it'll be fans. Okay. I think it'll be fan service. Like it, it seems like they have a good Like, it's like whenever you're writing a piece and you're like, you write the piece, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, fuck, how do I end it? And like, I think they've and that's I think they've thought through the ending. Like, I think they probably in the
4: writer's room started being like, okay how does this end? Yeah. Right. Because you kind of have to. Well, the payoff comment makes it seem like they want a tight resolution. That's that's very clear.
0: I think so. There's a slight chance I have made that up in my head. The payoff comment—someone <laughs> has said it.
3: No, I think it sounds. I think it sounds right. Yeah, like he. I actually maybe here's the plug. I think he did an interview in the New Yorker with, uh-huh. uh, with us. So, but I I don't remember what he said about <laughs> payoff. Pay- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a bad employee.
1: So we need. I want to talk a little bit just in terms of like television about the back-to-back. Um, multiplayer scenes like the first one in the bar with the four children and then the second one in the karaoke um, spot with the four children plus Logan plus Kerry Um, both of which were just incredibly complex in their sort of choreography and their writing um, and full of the kind of thing that you can only do when people have been watching you know 30 plus hours of this show already and they know these characters and you can convey things with just like you know a raised eyebrow and it's it for me like this is this is where the all of the sort of golden age of television stuff really comes into its own that, that you, you know you can't do that in a movie because you don't have enough time to develop the characters in that kind of way and and you don't have a 10-hour season that you have yeah. the luxury of being able to spend probably, what, was like 15 minutes just on those two scenes. Mm-hmm. And and they're just beautifully written and beautifully, like, emotionally acted. And, yeah, like, well done, you guys.
3: But it's even like I I rewound a couple of times because I, I watched this, like, late last night. And I was like, when, when Shiv... When they have the kind of like uh, Stewie is like waiting outside in the car and he's sort of like pretending to be like a a taxi driver. And then they have the the conversation where I think it's the first time that they give you the details of how they think the price is misaligned, like they're paying too much. And I was like, wait, did I miss the like, did I miss like why Shiv wants specifically to do this deal. So I rewound and I was like, no, you're just supposed to know that like she has this emotional reaction. She calls Sandy, female Sandy, and it starts this chain reaction. And then they explain the details to you, mm-hmm. which was so interesting to me because I was like, in some ways, like to what you're saying, Felix, it's like you can only do that if it's like this is, we had we had a bunch of deal talk the first episode and the rest of this episode is going to kind of unspool it for you. But it was, I was, it, not that it was confusing but i was like i did feel like oh did i miss something you know or like how much should i know about why she wants to do this it felt it felt subtle in a way that is kind of golden age of yeah, television yeah i think
4: it's it's written with the assumption that the audience is so invested in this show which it, it which they are you know it, yeah. it definitely has that kind of following that they'll wait to reveal things that you know a lot of viewers would not really sit with right. on other shows right
0: the same thing with um in the previous episode the reason and i didn't really like cotton to this when we when i watched it the reason logan was so out of sorts or one reason was cuz the kids weren't there and and like that was upsetting to him right. and it, and they pay it off in in this in this episode when he literally just says that out loud and and you know it's true like you saw how he was and he really did miss his kids yeah but they didn't feel the need to make that
1: the, ki- like, spell the it kids out for yeah no the kids definitely were you know, deeply upset at the end of season three because they had tried to prevent this deal and they thought they could and then they discovered that they couldn't because Logan had done this deal with their mom. Um But Logan, like from his point of view, was just like doing a deal with their mom, mom and getting his deal through and that's what he does, right? He didn't do it to fuck off the kids. He didn't do it to... Estrange the kids he wants those kids by him and when you know roman texts him he's like this is great and then like the minute that roman shows any sign that he might be willing to talk he's like come on in i'm gonna put you in charge you know i love you guys and i think that's probably real
0: yeah and and
1: um oh and when uh shiv was like you know how dare you do that thing with you know conflicting out all the lawyers He's I think he's absolutely right. He's like if you if you'd asked me I'd have given you the same advice.
0: Yeah, which is a little kooky if you ask me. You have to pick a side. Right? And in the divorce if you're the father of yeah. the yeah. person getting D- disingenuous. It
4: wasn't to a... get it. you have to pick No, I mean, but okay, so But he was trying to punish you... her for not being there. Definitely. You know, he's yeah, saying yeah, yeah, oh, I'm here mm. and that's why you didn't get that advice. And the helicopter yeah. move, I mean
1: Oh yeah, the helicopter move was, was, I, was
4: okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love the pettiness of some of the slights. Mm-hmm. When when there's conflict, the the writers do a great job of coming up with the, the most incredible minor petty way that they wage war against each other.
1: Yeah. Completely. Yeah. that chopper. They can fucking walk.
0: <laughs> well, this is a, a real life. There's a real life corollary, corollary too, now, right? Because Sophia Coppola's daughter. Oh, my God. That,
1: yes. For,
0: for trying, trying to, to book a helicopter to, to, to see her camp friends in Maryland. <laughs> and that was kiboshed by her parents. So it's very similar they, story. they grounded her. It's basically the same. <laughs> it's the same story. It's basically exactly the same.
1: <laughs> Literally grounded her. <laughs> um,. What f- favorite lines, people. Um, Elizabeth, do you have like a favorite line?
4: Yeah, mine really was Greg's, it's like Jaws, if everyone in Jaws worked for Jaws. <laughs> and then he asks, you know, Tom, so he's, he's Logan's just going to be hanging around now. And Tom says, yep, hanging around like the threat of nuclear war. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a good line.
0: Wonderful. I liked this one because I'm going to use it the next time I have to apologize. apologize. I'm going to say, look. I don't do apologies, but if it means so much to you then sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that I heard
3: and was like that is literally something that they say on real housewives. Like Logan is <laughs> a housewife. Incredible apology. Just
0: incredible. No notes.
3: Um the line that made me laugh the most was the fucking pirates line. But and I and I and I, I like the jaws line too. But I did think that the line that they teased in the trailer when Greg and Tom are talking and they're like about Carrie's audition tape and how they're in a teller. And Tom says it's like Israel and Palestine, but much more delicate and much more important. <laughs> 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 it was really great.
1: Um, I I don't know. There are, there, there are, I I think my favorite one is that I'm a plant that grows on rocks rocks and feasts on insects that grow inside me. <laughs> But there was also that throwaway line from Logan at the end which was so good where he's like, This city, the rats are as fast as as fat as skunks. It's like <laughs> they
0: don't even run anymore.
1: They don't even run anymore. <laughs> yeah, they barely feel the need to run anymore. It's just like <laughs> That oh he
3: was so angry because he knew everyone was mad at him. Carrie's mad at him. The kids are mad at him. He's kind of like in a desolate place. Yeah, and then he calls Roman. And
1: Marsha is off shopping in Milan forever. (laughs) Definitely,
0: forever. Gotta get her back. Wait, what was the line you picked? I had a thought about it. I wanted to bring Israel Palestine. Oh. The fact that it was such delicate diplomacy just reminded me of how much it sucks to be a manager or a boss because I feel like half the work is doing that, breaking news to people in delicate ways that doesn't offend them. That is quite literally the work of most bosses most of the time. Or an editor when they're yes. like, lots of good stuff here. Yeah.
3: Lots of good stuff. <laughs> lots of good stuff. I <laughs> think you're going to need to rewrite it.
1: So, okay. I mean... Really good job. Lots of good stuff. As, as a, you know, former boss who had to do that kind of thing Emily yes what What grade would you give Greg for, what, for his uh, diplomacy I mean I
0: actually want to hear what Elizabeth says so I'll go quick I would give him like a but yeah I would give him like a like a C minus to a D it was pretty bad totally unclear sort of clear but... well
1: Kerry got the message <laughs>
0: I, I think uh, for a first-timer who was given absolutely
4: no direction from he Tom- He got direction like was, from
1: Tom. Tom told him what to really.
4: do. Not really. I mean, he, he basically, you know, normally if you had a first-time manager and they had to fire someone or deliver bad news, you would prep them and tell them exactly what to say, and Tom was just like, "Ah, hey, you can do it. <laughs> but, his, but
3: Tom's strategy was good. Yeah. I was like, oh, you mapped out this conversation. Like, yeah. I mean, I think we forget Tom, like, worked worked and slept his way to the top. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. He's, he's no dummy.
0: Yeah, he actually has experience. Yeah, he's a manager. I mean, working. I was like, oh, he's a manager. He's like...
1: <laughs> yeah, no, Tom, exactly. It's kind of impressive that, you know, it's Tom on one side and Sid on the other and Logan and Tom's like, can I kiss you or whatever. Like, <laughs> but Tom... You know, even after his marriage has fallen apart, is still actually important at ATN. He still has a real job.
0: Yeah, yeah that's interesting. He, he managed to do it. He pulled it off. He
1: doesn't have one of those, like, fake jobs like Roman had.
0: The disgusting yeah. brothers are running ATN.
1: <laughs> I guess maybe even Greg has a real job yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and if he, you know, if it doesn't work out, he's the fallback is the buffalo the Buffalo job. Oh, but not anymore because the deal's going to go through. Oh, the uh, theme park.
1: The theme park. Yeah. Yeah. You can in just go and run the theme park in Buffalo. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. No, you should. Yeah. We need more theme park content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, predictions for next episode. Obviously, the it'll be the wedding, right?
0: I'm feeling like a classic. Yeah. Like a classic succession wedding and a classic succession board meeting, perhaps.
1: Ooh, do you think they squeeze both into one episode? I don't know. No, I think that I think you're right that the board meeting gets delayed by Logan. Logan is busy meeting with Matts, and so there's a lot of questions about whether he's going to show up to the wedding. Um, Kendall falls off the wagon, maybe, maybe not. He, we kind of happened already in season one, so we don't need to have that one again in season. Yeah,
0: four. I don't need to see him going on another bender. No one needs that, right?
1: This could be this could be Willa's chance to have some histrionics.
3: Yeah. I think I think I do agree that the Gojo deal falls apart, but maybe not in – like, I think maybe it's a two-parter, right? Like, this next episode is going to be all about the visit with Madsen, mm. and Logan's not going to be at the wedding, which is going to be like an emotional through line. If, like if, we're Ma- get if more... Madsen
1: is in Europe, then just yeah. logistically speaking – Logan can't there, – there won't even be that question of will he or won't he make the wedding because the minute that we see him in Italy or wherever, like, that's it. He's not at the wedding.
3: Yeah, which also- maybe which maybe makes Connor do some, like, I don't know, switching sides. I don't know how much, like, could that be a vote for, like, for the kids? Or
1: could, or could like, Connor's mum come out of the woodwork? <gasps> oh, yeah.
0: That would be amazing. <gasps> yeah. What a slap in the face. He's not even good to – Go to Connor's wedding, but he like threw that elaborate English wedding for Shiv, you know.
4: Just... And Roman won't be at the wedding either, ostensibly if he's going with yeah. Logan. To meet
0: with poor Connor.
1: Yeah, Roman wants Roman wants to get in back in t- with Logan, but also actually genuinely wants to go to Connor's wedding. He has yeah. poor Roman's conflicted.
0: Everyone has terrible choices ahead of them: <laughs> <laughs> become a billionaire or just stay really, really rich. Find out next week, <laughs> but there's
3: no, there's yeah, there's no scenario in which they aren't all really, really rich by the end.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
3: Right. No, totally. Yeah. 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 It's like the difference between being a billionaire and a multi-billionaire. Well,
1: it's the difference between having actual billions or hundreds of millions of money which you can spend versus being a passive shareholder with stock you can't sell in a company that you don't control. Right. You know, they they, they can still keep themselves in private jets but that it's not like they can't go out and buy Pierce. right
0: right yeah there are limits i guess boundaries that they can't cross yeah yeah
1: keep us informed with all of your predictions slate money at slate.com we want to know what you think is going to happen um many thanks to Claire Malone for coming on. Thanks Claire. Thanks for having me. This awesome was a lot of fun. having you. And yeah, thanks to Patrick Fort down in DC for producing. Thanks for Ben Richmond for doing all manner of clever button pushing in New York. We will be back on Saturday with a regular Sleep Money and back the following Monday with yet more Sleep Money Succession.